with Sean K on Radio Free Brooklyn. I am your host, Sean Neese. The K is silent, and on this show, I BS with artists, activists, bloggers, actors, filmmakers, musicians, comedians, and others living outside the box, providing a platform for opinions not often heard in the mainstream media. In this episode, I'll be talking to the band Terraforms from Portsmouth, New Hampshire, they're a dark synthwave duo, and if you don't know what synthwave is, it's the most famous group I can think of that synthwave or darkwave is Depeche Mode. And darkwave and synthwave was a genre that came out in the 80s, and it broke out of new wave and post-punk, and post-punk was like all those genres that an artist that came out that were kind of influenced by punk, the punk scene, but they, they went in more experimental directions. Johnny Rotten of the Sex Pistols was in a group that was post-punk. It was Public Image Limited, and one of my favorite post-punk bands is Killing Joke, but that's on a whole other spectrum than this band. I've been getting into a lot of the synth wave, dark wave. I've always been a fan of alternative music. I started with metal and then went into punk in high school. I started with like early Sepultura and Slayer. And then I started listening to Minor Threat and Bad Brains and all that in high school. And a, and a wide range of other stuff. And I was in a grindcore band a bit in my 20s. And then I started getting more into like the post-punk and Synthwave and Light Asylum was one of the newer bands I got into that was Synthwave uh, in 2010. They're a really good band. That was before this whole retro wave Synthwave revival thing started happening. And I think Stranger Things, the show Stranger Things, was a big part of that happening. But anyway, this band Terraforms, they're... A duo, like I said, Perry and Ryan is who, who I'm talking to in this. And I'll just play you a clip of one of their songs, Paperclip. going to be playing two of their songs later after the interview that song and another song which i think which is called periscope which i think shows their more chill side of their music and i got in touch with them because they followed me on instagram and they they messaged me to check out their music i think it was one of those automated message thing i don't know if he messaged me personally or whatever it was and then I, I listened to it and it was you know I, I really liked what I heard because I like I said I've been listening to a lot of music like that recently I've been wanting to make 
some music like that myself. I've, I've been doing. I have that project Insomniac AD, which I, I've I've recorded a couple of songs for. It's more post punk, like Joy Division, Killing Joke influence, and I I recently got a synth that I plug into the computer, and I've been experimenting a bit with that. But anyway, they they messaged me, and I, I really like their sound, especially for a self recorded album. Like it's pretty impressive. And I saw that they're also influenced by video games and retro horror. And I'm a fan of video games. And I used to collect more retro horror. I haven't been as into it these days. But but uh, I definitely, if I go back and watch some of the ones I used to watch, I like it. Like uh, Dead Alive or like early Peter Jackson's. I mean, I like the Lord of the Rings and all that too. But I also like his early splatter films he made and also of course like the evil dead trilogy and old george a romero and his night of the living dead dawn of the dead and they also mentioned on their page and in the interview that they sent me before that ryan sent me before i did this interview that they're influenced by conspiracy theories so i thought that would be interesting to get into, and we talk a bit about that in the interview. So I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I, I definitely think the government does shady things, but I, usually it's out there in the open and we find out when it's true. Like with uh, the whole Gulf of Tonkin incident with Vietnam, that lie that got everybody into Vietnam. But other than that, I think they're pretty out there in the open about what they do. <coughs> Epstein <coughs> didn't kill himself. Uh, Sorry, I just had something in my throat. But anyway, without further delay, here is my conversation with Terraforms, and I hope you enjoy it. So uh, I'm talking to Ryan and Perry, right? Is that? Yeah. So I guess to start off, just introduce yourselves and talk about your role in the band Terraforms. All right. Um, I'm Perry. I'm the Terraforms vocalist. Um, I I do the vocals, and uh, I also help with a bit of the music. Um, sometimes we we write the actual uh, music together, but overall, I am the vocalist, and uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> and Ryan, if you want to introduce yourself. I'm Ryan. Um, I write a lot of the music. A lot of the times we collaborate when we, when we write the music. Um, yeah, kind of like design everything. And then Perry takes it from there. Yeah. And I know your your style is synth wave or dark wave, but you, but you take influences from a lot of genres. How, how would you describe the style that you play? Um, I think it, since we take so many styles from so many different types of music, like, I don't really like to talk genre too much. I feel like a lot of people, like, try to pigeonhole themselves in a genre, and it stifles creativity, I think. To keep it uh, activity free-flowing, we'll kind of take, we'll take inspirations <clears throat> from all different places um, and different artists, different styles. We've used um, more classical music and some of our instrumentals. We've used uh, a 
obviously use a lot of dark waves and scent, but we we like to kind of keep it loose and, and free flowing. Yeah, but but it has a, I, I guess it has a lot of that '80s kind of synth influence in there. Yeah, maybe like the prime influence we've got is that that synth sound, that very '80s feel with a little bit of a darker touch to it. How'd you become interested in that style of music? Well, um. We both were just fans of, of Synthwave to start. Um, one of our, our, a good example of a really strong influence is the, the Halloween theme from Halloween movies. Um, we kind of just both found a lot of inspiration in that genre and wanted to kind of expand on it and like make a place for our own, um, I guess our own, our own genre, like our own kind of, our own brand of that kind of music. Yeah, I definitely noticed the uh, John Carpenter sound to it. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think I think a lot of that's coming back a bit with Stranger Things. I mean, it's been around a while. The the whole synth wave, dark oh, yeah. wave scene, though. Great example that we both we both love that theme, that opening theme. Yeah, it's like probably the best way to describe our music because it's hard to describe it to like. I guess normal people, if you just say like the Stranger Things intro, they're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Then they get it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that started like a whole wave of that. Like, even, even though, like, I feel like the, the goth, the alternative scene knew about like synth wave and dark wave for a while, but now it's becoming a little bit more popular than it was before. And the both of you, and so both of you met at work and then you, you formed the band from there. Yeah, um, I was playing some of my stuff that I had for someone else, and then Perry was like, this is really good. This sounds like Crystal Castles, I think she said. Yeah, and um, I was like, oh, well, no way. Someone else knows Crystal Castles. This was a few years ago. And um, yeah, I was like, have you ever sang in a band? She's like, no, but I'd really like to. And I was like, awesome. Yeah, how simple as that? Yeah. Perry, Perry, you're cutting out like a little bit. Are you both on like a different device or? Uh, no. Is this any better? Yeah, yeah. Maybe just like re say the last thing you said. Sure. Um, so I mean, after we kind of bonded over the the Crystal Castles and the and the music that the kind of genre that we both uh, appreciated, and I really didn't know anybody else who kind of liked that sort of music. So after that, I found out he needed a vocalist. I had a little bit of vocal training and uh, we just kind of met up and started making things together. But you were doing music before that a bit, right? With uh, you played the cello, the cello and you played another instrument and before you, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have a couple years of experience with the cello and then I played piano when I was younger, but um, more of my, area of expertise was vocals. I did more vocal training than I did for either the cello or um, the piano. So this was your first time really putting it to use then, the vocal yeah. training? Yeah, absolutely. And I'd always wanted to, to get into singing, but I never had the right connections, never had the right opportunity, um, and it all kind of fell into place. 
and you came up with the name terraforms when you were watching a documentary and the mention of a terraforming Mars brought you to your name. So like, what about that documentary made an impression about you and uh, made an impression on you? And how does that name relate to the music you play? Um, it's more of just like a play on words, like, and it sounded pretty cool. It kind of described our music a little bit. And it's actually kind of hard to tell people what it is because they don't really understand what we're saying when we say the name terraforms. Yeah, usually they hear the terraforming, like terraform, but uh, it, yeah, it was a play on words. And the kind of, uh, you know, terraforms is like that. If you think about it literally, giving a form to terror, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of, sounds a little edgy, but we, we really liked the uh, the kind of, the vibe of it and it kind of fits with uh, a lot of the horror soundtracking kind of genre that we've been working with. If you look at uh, some of our, like, if you look at High Jump, for example, that would be a good example of that. Yeah, I, I thought maybe like it had to do with the horror influence, but then I read that it was about that documentary. So I guess it, it kind of fits either way, even if it wasn't intended. Yeah. Which, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so, Ryan, how does synth differ from other instruments you played in the past? Because I, kn I know you told me that you started with trombone, you went into other instruments from there. Yeah, um, I've played a little bit of everything. And when I first got my first synth, it was Realistic MG1, which is like the Radio Shack version of a, I know it's pronounced Moog, but I've always called it Moog, so I will continue to call it a Moog. <laughs> It's more fun to say it like that, but um, there's a Radio Shack version of a Moog, uh, yeah, and instead of just being stuck with one tone, which pretty much every instrument, you're just stuck with one tone, you can just, just turn knobs, you can just hold one note, and you can just create a whole song from just like one note, and I really like that, and I feel like you can be way more creative with that, and you can pretty much make any tone like anything so it's more just experimenting with sounds that synth than like a traditional keyboard that you use now so what you're saying yeah yeah and so so if you're in new hampshire is there is there like a large synth wave or or goth scene where you are no not at all um it's i think uh i don't know Hippie music is kind of popular here. Yeah, a lot of indie indie stuff. Um, there is like a kind of northeast seacoast synth community, but it stretches from Maine down to like Boston, Rhode Island. Um, in this area, concentrated, not so much. Um, yeah. It's, it's definitely hard to find bands that kind of sound like us. And we've got to play a show, actually, so... It is kind of like we, we have found a few bands that will make a pretty good show when it's, you know, when it's time to do that. Yeah. But it's definitely, it's few and far between. So I guess like indie bands and stuff in the area, when you, when you play with them, your style kind of can fit, even though it's not exactly the same. Because like you said, you take your influence from a lot of different styles. So maybe it can, it opens up doors for like playing with bands of other genres as well. Yeah, and I've always actually been a fan of a show being very cross-genre. Like, 
I don't think it's necessary to have the exact same type of music for all three acts or four acts or however many they're going to be. So, so everybody gets to experience a different type of music. Yeah, rather than it just being the same thing the whole time and then yeah. just getting kind of redundant, I guess. Which would be the same fans, so I think it's good to expand your fan base yeah. and other people's fan base as well. Yeah, and uh, so where else like, do you plan on playing outside of New Hampshire in the future? Um, I hear we're pretty big in Greece right now. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're like um I mean we're we're pretty much interested in expanding wherever you know we we're interested in traveling um we've got an idea to head up to Montreal for a show when like Ryan said when shows become a thing again um and yeah we're we're interested in expanding pretty much in all directions wherever wherever the opportunities uh, lie so you pretty much just this project's relatively new then, right? That new, that EP you recorded was your first release. So how long have you both been at this? We we were dabbling a bit for a while, for probably about six months maybe. Yeah. Trying to figure out where to begin. And then, and then, then, then it kind of all came together. So I think we started writing songs about Probably a year ago. Yeah, we started with a lot of covers, um, just kind of figuring out what kind of sound we wanted. I was figuring out what kind of vocals I wanted to present for our music. And uh, we kind of settled into a genre about a year ago. Yeah, about a year ago. We recorded uh, the songs that went onto the EP, a couple songs that we didn't end up putting on there, but we have... Um, we've been recording for about a year. So did one of you like have a background in engineering? Cause it sounded pretty like well put together and everything for just like a first release or do you, did you know someone who like had a studio that you, you were? Um, no, I, I do everything. Um, I think I have control issues because I really like, it's really hard for me to like let stuff go and give it to other people. So I did everything in just my little office. It's not even acoustic treated or anything. It's just a computer and headphones most of the time. Yeah. That seems to be the, the main thing now is just doing it yourself if you're in just getting the right equipment and then you can just put it out there. Yeah. And you can do it at your own pace and you can make it exactly how you want it. I've been in other bands where it's like, okay, here's 10 hours of studio time and it's like rushed. And sometimes you're not happy with how it sounds, but this is just, that's also a downfall too. You can take as much time as you want and it's never going to be perfect. Even though other people might think it's great. I don't think an artist will ever be truly happy with their final product. So that's kind of a downfall too. Yeah. It doesn't put you on a deadline like it would, doing it with a record label. And yeah, then, exactly. Yeah. That's probably kind of why it took so long to have all those songs, what we considered finished. And then even it, after we released it, I messed around with it more and I was like, nope, that's done. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess the days of like looking for a label to sign you as a band are done, right? It's more just most bands are kind of putting it out independently. No, our whole intention is to like find a pretty good label to like have support. 
Yeah. Because they take care of all the things you otherwise have to take care of, I guess. I mean, I think we're totally capable of our social media presence and writing our stuff and recording our stuff, but I think we'd really like help with tour support. Again, when that's a thing. So what is this, uh, this next release you're working on? You said it's like in the next week or so you're, you're releasing something new? Yeah, we have a song that we wrote. Uh, our song Opaque is coming out July 7th. Yep. And we have a music video that we recorded for Opaque, which should also be coming out around the same time. Um, it's, a, it's a new, it's a bit of a newer um, kind of take on our, our music. It's a little different from the other songs. It's kind of, it's still got the same synth vibes, but it has, it's a little bit more charged in terms of the energy. Um, you could consider it a little bit more, I don't want to say mainstream, it's not the word I want, but um, yeah, that's a good one, accessible. Some more upbeat, maybe more like faster. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly that. So you're influenced by video games and horror movies. Is that, I guess, like a lot of retro horror and a lot of older video games or how does yeah. that yeah. Um, we're both pretty big fans of video games and horror movies. Uh, just some things we bonded over as we were kind of establishing the band. Um, you can see some some influences here and there. Like I said, the the Halloween movies. Um, we we kind of watch we watch a lot of horror movies. We play a lot of video games. We use little inspirations here and there. Um, in sometimes in lyrics. Uh, another really big influence we would be a conspiracy theories. And if you look at a lot of our song titles, a lot of them are named after conspiracy theories. Oh, like uh, like JFK or like m- more contemporary than that? Like, um, I guess they're more UFO related. Yeah. Okay. Like, was the project file from the government that was released that had to do with uh, UFOs in Antarctica? Um, Paperclip was also kind of like that too. It's when all the Nazi scientists came over from Germany and worked on our space program, which it's not even a conspiracy theory anymore. That's like happened, yeah. which is super interesting. Oh yeah, I knew about that Operation Paperclip. I just didn't make the, I, and I saw the, your song Paperclip, but I didn't make the connection. Yeah, now. yeah. So that's what it was about. Yeah, we were watching a lot of that at the time, and it's usually just a good placeholder for songs. Be like, oh, we'll just call this Paperclip right now. And then it just, that's it the, the yeah. song. Yeah. And the, U, and the UFO thing, is that more just for fun? Or do you believe, like, there's actually, like, cover-ups cover of, like, UFOs and everything? I think in this political climate, I think anything's plausible. I don't think UFOs are any more improbable than, like, the explanation of what the government says the UFOs are. I'm a little bit more skeptical about it, but like I, I really enjoy watching conspiracy theories and like reading about them. Uh, I like to humor the possibilities of uh, strange things, basically. But uh, yeah, you know, we both we both have like a healthy amount of skepticism and also open mindedness. Um, but mostly, it's it's just fun. Yeah, it's really just fun. Yeah. Well, conspiracy theories kind of fill in the unanswered questions of things that don't really make sense or things that like see like seem to have a connection but you don't know quite where the connection is yeah 
like I remember a lot with the the, the 9-11 conspiracy like because I know like you know it was used to invade Iraq and all that then there was they, they filled in all the blanks with the you know controlled demolition and everything yeah so, yeah so it's kind of using like a partial truth and then filling in the blanks yeah fuel can't melt steel beams yeah <laughs> <laughs> But we're not like crazy people. Like, yeah. we just we just think it's fun. Yeah, yeah. You're not you're not like Alex Alex Jones. No, no, no. Okay. What is your ultimate goal with the music? Like, where where would you one day like to be with it? I don't know. I think it'd be fun to like be on tour. Um, but that's another thing. Like, when I think when I when we think about like what's the end game. Like, I think it's important just to create and whatever happens, happens. And I think the end game will probably be touring around with some really good bands. Kind of our goal right now, um, just to kind of continue to expand, establish ourselves, to uh, make more music and, you know, just keep keep going. Is there any bands like you, you dream of collaborating with? I really like the role Italians do it better. It's like the chromatics. I think it'd be really fun to work with Johnny Jewel. Johnny Jewel was in the, I, I know that I've heard of the chromatics. Johnny Jewel was a member of that or was. Yeah. And he pretty much does everything on that record label. Like all the band, like glass candy. That's probably my favorite band glass candy. Um, it's a pretty fun band. I wouldn't really call it dark wave or anything, but, um, he produces a lot of stuff. I don't know. A lot of songs that he's covered, I've wanted to cover. And it's like, well, I guess I can't do that anymore. I don't know if we talked about your process for like writing a song. Like, how does it usually work? When we started off, it was usually just like, I threw a drum beat down and then a bass line. And then we just build off that. Just like throw some orchestration in there, create a mood. And then pretty much I would try to make try to make something that would sound good in a movie, but something that you could also dance to, or at least nod your head to. Maybe not so much dancing, but you know, something that you could feel in a live environment. So I think the whole point of making music is for a live environment. Um, but now we try to work together when we do it. And I feel like the songs are better that way. They feel more of ours. Yeah, we did a lot of, um... It was, uh, Ryan did a lot of the music at the start. He still does a lot of the music, but recently we've been sitting down and composing things together, um, coming up with lyrics. We've, we've done that together for pretty much the whole time. Um, some back and forth. Sometimes Ryan will like write the lyrics for the song. Sometimes I'll write them, but recently we've been writing them. We've sat down and like figured them out together. So it's become a more, much more collaborative process in terms of like all aspects of the music that we're creating. Yeah, I could definitely see that working better for making songs that play well live, like making it up together and kind of working off each other's energy as opposed to just writing by yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So what has been the most challenging thing about being in a band? I mean, time. Like, we both have different schedules. And getting together when we're both in like the most, uh, when we're in a creative mood. 
Um, I would say, yeah. But once we get going, it just, it's like clockwork. Yeah. For me, I would say that I, I had a lot of trouble with my vocals when I first started. Um, like I said, I've never been a vocalist before. I, I had vocal training, but it was when I was a lot younger. And kind of getting back into it was a little bit of a challenge. I was a lot quieter of a singer when I started. And uh, I had trouble kind of projecting my voice. Um, but moving forward, actually, I could say our song Solar Warden was a turning point for that because um, there's a part in Solar Warden where I really project and uh, it's, it's towards the end of the song. And when I first was able to really do that, I was, I was quiet up until the moment where I really projected at the end of that and like really got it out there. The first time I managed that was a turning point for me because after that, I realized that I could do it. And I kind of settled into being a lot more comfortable with my vocals. And from there, things got a lot easier. I guess that has to do more with learning to sing from the diaphragm as opposed to just like singing. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, a, that's a good point, actually. I was, it was a lot of, uh, I don't want to say whisper singing, but I was really quiet. I used to sing like quiet enough that Ryan would turn up the volume on the mic. And then I would get a little bit quieter when I, you know, like I wouldn't even be like a subconscious process. I would just get a little bit quieter because I was just too afraid to project my voice, really get it out there. And then I kind of settled into the right positioning. Like you said, the diaphragm singing uh, really just, um, but I guess in a way it was, it was also confidence. I, I felt like uh, I gained a lot of confidence in the last year just of really getting comfortable with singing. And you said you you want you wanted to see your inner self come out through your music and performance. So yeah. do you feel like you've been achieving that so far? I do. Yeah, I, I feel like I've made a lot of progress in that in trying to kind of get my feet into the the right position of where I want to stand in the sound that I produce. And uh, I I never really wanted to be the kind of vocalist that was uh you know. I never wanted to be like a quiet, quieter singer. I really wanted to like get both my voice and myself out there. And for me, it's a kind of self-expression. So yeah, what you say, what you say about the self-expression, that was really important to me. And I feel like when I finally got comfortable with projecting my voice, I started to feel that really like of me getting myself out there. Some bands have that kind of whispery style like I, I think i've heard that before that kind of more melancholy like <laughs> yeah yeah but uh it's, it's good to like have a range and be able to like bellow out what you're singing too a bit so yeah i i really love doing that like that's something i really enjoy so it makes me happy that i have the chance to do that in some of our music so what do you what do you hope people get out of your music through listening to it? Well, I think that um, when we both agreed, we've talked about this a little bit before, we both agreed music is subjective. So like, you know, we want, we want people to, you know, get what, we want people to kind of feel the, I guess what I'm trying to say is we, we kind of produce a, a feeling in there, you know, like we have a little bit of that, horror aesthetic we have a little bit of that 80s aesthetic there's like that little bit of nostalgia a little bit of kind of uh unsettling 
uh, feeling to it, a little bit of dreaminess to it. We want people to receive that, I guess, the, the feeling that we're putting out there. But then again, you know, we, we just kind of want to, we put that feeling out because that's what we feel in it. And whatever, however it's received, um, it's, not, it's not too important to us specifically, however it's received. We just kind of want to put the feeling out there. And, you know, whoever, I guess, whoever feels the same way would, you know, respond to it kind of similarly to how we do. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, you put it out there, then it's kind of out of your hands, and then people either resonates with people or it doesn't. Yeah, and if it doesn't resonate, then that's fine. But, you know, there will be people who, who it resonates with, and and we're happy with that. So any advice for other aspiring musicians out there? I would say just don't tie yourself down to anything. Just try, just, just create and put it all together somehow. Um, it doesn't matter how fast it happens. I wouldn't set deadlines for yourself. Just make stuff that makes you happy. And if you're happy, other people will be happy with it as well. Yeah. Um, I would say, uh, yeah, go with the flow. Really um, trust, trust your feelings when you're, when you're making music. Go with what feels right. Do what feels right. Experiment a lot. You know, experiment with your musical style. Experiment with your vocals. Try lots and lots of different things. And when you find something that feels right, you'll know. Yeah, I, def- I definitely know what you mean. Like, uh, like, like if I put something out there, like, I mean, I've done some music, but like if I, if I do... Uh, like anything else, like if I write something or if I do the, like a, a show and I edit it and I put it out there, it's like, and I, and I feel real good about it. Then I'm like, oh yeah, I know somebody else will enjoy this. And then if you don't have that feeling when you put it out there, you know, you got to tweak it and do something else with it to like yeah. you really feel good about it. Yeah. Any final thoughts or maybe anything we didn't cover? I feel good about everything we talked about. Yeah. I mean, I think that, um, yeah, we're, we just want to, you know, we're, we're excited. We're excited about our music. We're excited to be here on this podcast. Um, uh, yeah, I think we're, we're kind of still figuring out, like, um, we're kind of, like, figuring out what, how, how do I explain this? We're, we're getting a feel. Of, we've been getting a feel over the last year for what we want to produce and how, what kind of vibe we want to create and we're really starting to get into that spot where it's, it's starting to kind of come together for us. And that's really exciting. So that's the, I guess I wanted to just say that's where we're at as a group. You have been listening to BSing with Sean Kay on Radio Free Brooklyn. That was me, your host, Sean Neese, talking to the band Terraforms, Ryan and Perry of the band Terraforms. They do like dark synth wave music dark wave synth wave music has like an 80s kind of feel to it horror influences in there and they're also influenced by video games and conspiracy theories like they talked about perry was talking about singing more from the the diaphragm and bellowing and all that and that's something uh, when i sing i'm trying to learn to do more of that and even when i speak when i you know i want to speak with a much more projecting and powerful voice and just have a more of a presence when I talk. But that's something that takes a lot of work. And you develop it over time. And I also do, I also do uh, voice acting 
through this another thing. And Ryan's really good on the synth. I, I definitely want to learn to play synth better. I, I just started with that plug-in keyboard I have. And I took piano class in college. I think I took some lessons as a kid, but it's something... It's not really an instrument I've mastered. I originally started with trumpet, then I went into guitar, then bass. Synth is something I've recently found an interest in, and I want to get better at it. If you want to check out more of Terraform's music, you can go to Terraform's Bandcamp. That's Terraform's, T-E-R-R-O-R-F-O-R-M-S dot bandcamp.com and they're also on Spotify and they have a Facebook page and I will definitely post a link to their new song and their new music video that should be out it won't be out when this airs on Radio Free Brooklyn but it will be out when it's on my blog and it's on Spotify and iTunes so I will post a link there and like I said I'm going to play two songs from Terraforms and the first one is Paperclip which is like they're more in- one of their more intense dark wave synth wave class uh, tracks, and the second one I'm going to play is Periscope, which is a more chill track. And then after that, I'm going to have to do the on air reads. I have some important announcements to make for Radio Free Brooklyn, but first, here's the song Paperclip by Terraforms, followed by the song Periscope.
You're listening to BSing with Sean K on Radio Free Brooklyn. Well, earlier was my interview with the band Terraforms, and just now I was playing there are two two of their songs. The first one I played was Paperclip, and then I played Periscope because I think those songs show their range. The first one's more like an intense dark wave song. The second one was more chill, and I really like I like both songs, but I really like that chill kind of almost meditative feel of the second song it's it's really good song to relax to and terraforms are from new hampshire portsmouth new hampshire definitely check them out on Bandcamp. that's terror forms f-o-r-m-s not forum like a form you fill out but forms and i think Art is something a lot of people are turning to now in lockdown and quarantine. And it's also a good opportunity to work on your art as an artist or a creative person. So I think supporting artists in this time is a very important thing to do. I think people are valuing art now more than they did before. I don't usually play... I I have a couple other times played people's music on my show but it's a it's a neat change from just it being a pure interview show but before we wrap up i do have some important announcements to make regarding radio free brooklyn first i'm going to talk about our radio free brooklyn mobile app if you'd like to listen to radio free brooklyn when you're not in front of our computer please consider downloading our free mobile app for iphone and android available in the app store for iphone or the google play store for android And our newsletter, please be sure to subscribe to our monthly newsletter for the latest news about new programming and upcoming Radio Free Brooklyn events. You can sign up at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash newsletter. Lastly, I'm going to talk about the COVID-19 fundraising. Friends, COVID-19 is disrupting everyone's lives right now, and Radio Free Brooklyn is no exception. We want you to know that we've made every effort to ensure the health and well-being of our hosts, staff, and the community at large. We've closed both our studios and canceled live events, but our hosts are still doing their best to continue bringing new original programming by broadcasting live and pre-recording from their home studios or by selecting the best rebroadcast of their past shows. With more, most of our revenue streams evaporated, we need your help. We realize you may be hurting too, but if you can afford a small donation, it would go a long way towards helping us stay on the air. There are three ways you can help. First, you can give a one-time or monthly donation by going to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. There, you'll find some great t-shirts, mugs, and other swag that we'd like to send you to say thanks. You can also use your phone to read RFB Give 5. That's the number 5 to 44321. It only takes a moment, and you'll be able to use your digital wallet for your donation. Finally, if you shop on Amazon, you can go to Amazon.com smile and register Radio Free Brooklyn as a nonprofit you wish to support. When you do, a percentage of your sales will go to Radio Free Brooklyn, and it will cost you nothing. No donation is too big or too small. Whatever you can afford will make a, good, a huge difference. We thank you from the bottom of our hearts, and we wish all our listeners health and happiness as we weather this storm together. And those are all my announcements. So definitely 
check out Terraforms, like I said. It was it was great chatting with them. And be sure to subscribe to BSing with Sean K on Spotify or iTunes. You can also find my episodes on Seanice.com or my blog, BSing with Sean Or on Radio Free Brooklyn. They have it on the Radio Free Brooklyn website or Radio Free Brooklyn mobile app. And there's a lot of other good shows to check out on Radio Free Brooklyn if you haven't already. And since this episode was a little bit shorter and my time slot for Radio Free Brooklyn is 59 minutes, I have one more song I'm going to play as a bonus surprise song. And I think this one shows even more of the range. It's a five-minute song, so it'll close out the show. This song's called Combat Stance. It's more of like a slower, almost dark ambient kind of track, but it's really good. It's, it's very different from the other two songs, but I hope you enjoy it.
Thank you for listening to BSing with Sean K on Radio Free Brooklyn. Your support keeps the station going. That was the song Combat Stance by Terraforms. Yeah, look them up on Bandcamp, like I said before. But anyway, I air every Monday, 1 a.m. to 2 a.m. That's technically like a late Sunday night. 1 a.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you're listening in other areas, it's at a different time than that. But 1 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Radio Free Brooklyn. And I d- definitely check out like Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit. That's another really good show here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Also the JCC. I've had both Mike Joseph of the JCC and Dr. Lisa on my show. There's a lot of other good shows for like independent artists that play like underground or indie music. And also like jazz shows. There's a real wide range of shows on this station. So if you haven't checked out a lot of shows on the station, check them out. And that's about it for tonight's episode. I hope you enjoyed my interview with Terraforms and hearing some of Terraforms music as well. And I'll catch you on the next episode. Be a singer.